0: welcome back mtn giants podcast apologies for the late upload i try to do these on friday but sometimes you know just get busy rarely i don't get too busy but sometimes i happen to get busy so anyway we're gonna preview the giants at the raiders week number nine a 425 game and uh not the most exciting matchup obviously and of course we'll have the nfl spread picks at the end the 2-6 Giants against the 3-5 and five Raiders. A very interesting week for the Raiders as they fired uh, Josh McDaniels at like 2 a.m. the other night. That was kind of weird. So former Giants linebacker and Super Bowl champion Antonio Pierce is going to be the interim head coach for the Raiders. That was pretty interesting. And the Raiders have a new quarterback. It's fourth-round pick Aiden O'Connell. I believe O'Connell had another start this year against the um against the Chargers back in like week 3 or week 4. So, he has a little bit of experience, but not much. He was really good in the preseason, so a lot of newness for the Raiders, but there are a lot of good vibes around that team right now. So, you never know how a team's going to react to a, a new coach and a whole new situation, but some Raiders players were tweeting out positive things about Josh McDaniels being gone. There was a video of Devonte Adams playing like nerf basketball in the locker room. They seem much more laid back and relaxed and happy, so we'll see how that translates on the football field tomorrow. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like, always helps out, and let's get into it. I forgot to mention the Raiders also fired their GM, uh, Dave Ziegler, right? Dave Ziegler. I get him and Nick Casario confused. They both came from the Patriots. It was Dave Ziegler, I'm pretty sure. Um, Anyway, yeah, Casario's in Houston. All right, so the injuries for this game, there's quite a few. Tyrod Taylor's out. Darren Waller's out. Um, nobody's been ruled out. Well, Graham Gano too. Well, Graham Gano's out. Th- that whole situation's weird. He was trying to play through the knee injury. Couldn't do it. He basically said he was going to try and play through the injury as long as he can play at a pretty high level. And obviously, he was not playing at a high level. So, he's on IR now. His season might be over. We'll see what happens. But, you know, with the state of the Giants, there's no point in bringing him back. So, Gano's out. They had Cade York on the practice squad who was with the Browns last year, I believe, and he was not that good, so apparently he was good in college, so maybe Cade York is a nice find. Uh, Randy Bullock's on the practice squad. Randy Bullock was actually a Giant back in 2016. I forgot about that. It must have been after the whole Josh Brown thing. I'm assuming he was before um, uh, Robbie Gold. so I don't know. Maybe he was there briefly in 2016, but he never attempted a field goal for the Giants, Randy Bullock, but he was a Giant at one point. Uh Evan Neal's questionable, Andrew Thomas is questionable. It seems like they both can be back for this game. Daniel Jones is back. That was a funny sequence there how Tyrod gets hurt and then a day later, you know, Daniel Jones is fine. Apparently, he was cleared to play Sunday morning before the Jets game. He wasn't on the roster. I guess I kind of get that, but still like the whole thing is very fishy. I don't know. I I feel like In my opinion, the Giants were just waiting for Tyrod to F up until, you know, for Daniel Jones to get back to the Giants and and start because, like, if Tyrod was playing well, like, why would you take him out? I feel like they were going to milk the Jones injury as long as uh, Tyrod was playing well. And, obviously, with Tyrod hurt, there's no point in milking the injury. So Daniel Jones uh, should be fine, but we'll see what happens out there tomorrow. Um, Wondell Robinson's – no, he's fine. He was questionable at one point, but he's fine with a knee injury. He should be fine. Um – Kayvon back. He's good to go. For the Raiders, they have Divine Diablo, who's out for this game, a starting linebacker. Uh, Jacob Johnson, uh, fullback, he's out for this game with a concussion as well. Luke Masterson, another concussion. He's like a depth linebacker for them. And Thayer Munford, one of their starting tackles, is out with a neck injury. So they lose an offensive lineman, a couple linebackers potentially, but Not the biggest injury list for the Raiders. So we'll go over what the Raiders are doing this year. It's not that good so far, obviously, but here's where they rank in terms of the NFL on offense and defense. They have the 30th most points for offensively, so not good. 31st in total yards offensively, also not good. They are 30th in turnovers. Now, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo has a ton of turnovers. He's benched now, but... Garoppolo had like nine uh, interceptions already this year, and he didn't. He missed a start too. So to have that many, you know, interceptions already is pretty brutal for him. So a lot of turnovers for this Raiders team. Uh, passing wise, they're 23rd in, in attempts. They're 22nd in passing yards. They're 28th in rushing attempts. Last in the NFL in rushing yards. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a guy who he was so good last year in a contract year. Of course, he was franchise tagged this year. It was kind of dragged out. And I believe he had a similar situation to Saquon, where he signed a one-year deal to like get more money this year. You know, shout out to him for that. But um, Josh Jacobs has been just so inefficient this year. He gets all the volume for the Raiders, but like just so inefficient. I think he averages below three yards a carry, so or something around there. So he's had a pretty rough year, Josh Jacobs. But he's still a good back, so I gotta respect that. Um, defensively, the Raiders are 22nd in points allowed, 19th in total yards allowed. 24th in the NFL in takeaways. Pass defense wise, they're actually, they've been pretty impressive. So they're ninth best in passing yards allowed. But that could be because their run defense has been atrocious. They are ranked 30th in the NFL in rush defense, you know, total yards against them on the ground. So if I had to guess, probably another big workload for Saquon Barkley. The Giants will try to win this game in a very ugly fashion. But if Saquon can get like 26 carries for 140-something yards and a touchdown, then hey, maybe that's enough to win the game. So I'm not expecting that much from the Giants passing offense. Although, Daniel Jones has a history of playing very well against bad teams indoors, so there's a chance that maybe he pops off in this game, but it is his first game back, so I don't want to have too high expectations but we'll see how it plays out but yeah that's how the Raiders rank this year I mean they have not been very good obviously Um, some particular matchups we could see going on here I mean Marcus Peters the cornerback for the uh, Raiders had a pick six last week obviously he's a guy who's like a all or nothing type corner he will be over aggressive at times maybe the Giants can fool him and get a big play we'll see if that happens Uh, Max Crosby is the biggest concern on this defense no doubt about it Even the guy next to him, Tyree Wilson, who is a rookie, um, he was like a very high-ceiling, low-floor type prospect, so he has not figured it out yet in the NFL, but still a talented guy. But anyway, Max Crosby, touchdown, Marvin Harrison Jr., wow, number two today. Anyway, um, so I could see Max Crosby having his way with whether it's Tyree Phillips, whether it's Evan Neal. And that's a big concern because, you know, the Giants offensive line is not very good. Um, Andrew Thomas coming back would be huge. We'll see if that happens. I would like to see Ben Bredesen stay in there. I would like to see John Michael Schmitz at center. He should be there, obviously. And as for right guard, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. Is it Glowinski still? Could it be McKeithen? What they could do is, and I guess this is probably how it'll play out. I mean, they could put Pugh at left guard, Glowinski at right guard. That's what Art Stapleton tweeted as well. And I I could definitely see that being the case. But then Ben Bredesen's on the bench. And I feel like, do you really want to play Glowinski over Bredesen at this point? I mean, I don't. I don't get it, but, you know, if that's what they feel is best, then maybe that's what they do, but, yeah, offensive line's a concern, obviously, um, I mean, the Giants passing attack, I, I just don't know what they're gonna do, I feel like, you know, they'll be able to scheme guys open, but if Max Crosby's on his, you know, getting to the quarterback every single play, um, it's gonna be tough to buy time, but we'll see, I mean, Jones is not the best at buying time back there, but we'll see if, uh, you know, they can have some sort of success. They lost their best pass catcher and Darren Waller. It probably sucks for a Waller. He had a chance at a revenge game versus the Raiders and he gets hurt right before it. And so I mean, still, half the organization got fired anyway, so there's not much revenge going on. But you get the point. Um Amik Robertson is a corner who I feel like he'll make a big play here and there, but overall he's not that good. Um Trayvon Morrig, I like him at safety, but I mean, this defense is not that good. I kind of went over that in my, like, preseason, you know, record predictions video. Like, I just don't see anything good on this Raiders defense. There's a couple guys, but aside from that, there's really not much going on for them. Apparently, Jalen Smith is on the uh, Raiders roster. So, Jalen Smith, the former Giant for a couple years, he might be uh, playing against us. So, for the Raiders offense versus the Giants defense... Obviously, uh, Devontae Adams is, like, going to be the squeaky wheel. He had, I think, one catch last uh, last game against the Lions on Monday Night Football. Um, probably lost a lot of people fantasy matchups, so sorry if that happened to you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is probably going to get a ton of targets. And I do think the last time that Aiden O'Connell played... Um, Devontae Adams had a ton of targets. I'm going to look this up real quickly because I think that was when they played the Raiders. Yeah, so O'Connell, last time O'Connell played, he was 24 of 39, 238, one interception. But... I do believe that Devontae Ad- yeah, Adams had 8 catches for 75 yards, but I want to see how many actual targets he had. So I'm going to do some further research here and try to find that for you guys. Adams had 13 targets. I thought it was crazier than that because the week before he had 20 targets, which is freaking crazy. But, um, yeah, so 13 targets. Not not insane, but definitely in good volume. Uh, Josh Jacobs got a lot of catches in that game too. So I feel like O'Connell's going to be a guy that when there's pressure on him, he's probably just going to... You know, check it down to Josh Jacobs and hope he picks up some yards. But Jacobs, uh Jacobs had his best game of the season when O'Connell was in there. He had eight catches for eighty one yards in the receiving game, also had seventeen carries for fifty-eight yards and a rushing touchdown on the ground. So only three point four a carry, but still. Um but I remember in this game, there were a lot of sacks. I think this was the game where Khalil Mack had five sacks. So uh O'Connell was sacked 7 times. Now the Giants they don't have the same pass rush that the um that the Chargers do. I mean the Giants have guys obviously Kavon and Dexter Lawrence. I mean Leonard Williams is gone now, but you know they have some guys, but of course the Chargers they have like, you know, Joey Bosa, Sebastian Joseph Day, they have Khalil McCoy mentioned, so they have, like, good edge rushers and and pass rushers in general. So maybe it's not seven sacks, but the Giants will probably get to O'Connell at least, you know, three or four times, hopefully. So we'll see. The Raiders' offensive line, at least, you know, PFF-wise, has performed pretty well. Of course, Colton Miller has been one of the best left tackles for the past few years now, but the rest of their offensive line has been pretty good. I mean, center's been playing well. You have Van Roten at right guard playing well. Parham at left guard. Who's Parham? Dylan Parham. Third-round pick of 2022. I knew that was familiar. But um, right tackle is where they probably struggle the most. So we'll see if a guy like Kayvon can get some pressure in this game against him. Jacoby Myers has had a nice year receiving-wise. I, I have no idea why the Patriots let him go still. I did a whole video about that, but um, not my problem, I guess. But, yeah, Myers, he was quiet last week, I think. He might have scored a touchdown, actually. Not a lot of catches, but he might have scored a touchdown. But, yeah, he's been good this year. He's been one of, like... When Garoppolo's in, at least he's been like Garoppolo's go-to guy. He must be a you know former Patriot thing. But you know we'll see what uh, what O'Connell looks for, what his first read is. It's probably going to be Adams, and if he doesn't see Adams open, probably check it down to Jacobs. That's probably what's going to happen. So last time O'Connell started, Myers only had two catches for 33 yards, and the running backs had 10 catches, <laughs> and if you include the fullback, that's 11 catches because Josh Jacobs had eight. Amir Abdullah the backup had two catches so that's 10 and then Jacob Johnson the fullback had one so 11 targets to tight ends slash or not tight ends uh to fullbacks slash running backs. So O'Connell's probably not going to push the ball downfield too too much but it's going to be interesting to see how the Giants pass rush can impact this game. I mean the Giants secondary pretty much remains the same. Adoree Jackson's still on the roster. I don't know why was not happy about it but you know, I think it was Rasul Douglas went to the... um He went to the Bills for a third-round pick, right? I'm going to look this up quickly. Okay, so the Packers traded Rasul Douglas and a fifth-round pick of their own to the Bills for a third-round pick. I just, like, I wish we could do that, but... You know, I just don't see the point of having a Dory Jackson. Maybe teams didn't value him. I mean, he has not had that great of a year at Dory. He's definitely fallen off from what he's been in the past couple years. So maybe he wasn't valued as highly as a guy like a Rasul Douglas. But, you know, it is what it is. I think the plan for both defenses is just stop the run and, and make the quarterbacks beat you. I think that's what it's going to be. Like, if you're the Raiders, like, your number one plan is just stop Barkley. Let Jones and the receivers beat you. And I think if you're the Giants, it's stop josh jacobs and let aiden o'connell beat you in his second career start so we'll see um how the defense performs it should be a good defensive day the giants defense has been amazing lately obviously so i hope they can find a way to just keep that going but um i honestly feel like the giants are going to win this game i could be wrong because as i said in the opener like sometimes when a coach gets fired a coach that's very much hated by a lot of the players apparently um, when a coach like that gets fired it can really like hype up a team I think we saw this last year not that Frank Reich is like a douche I don't think he is at least but we saw this last year when Frank Reich got let go and Jeff Saturday in his first game I think that was against the Raiders ironically I'm pretty sure it was but yeah um, Jeff Saturday's first game the Colts won and the Colts were complete trash last year so you know sometimes it just wakes up a team and that's that's what you need sometimes so So that could be the case here for the Raiders. But I feel like the Giants should win this game. The Giants are right now two point or no, is it two? One and a half or two point underdogs, whatever it is, one and a half or two points. It's going to be a close game. I still think the Giants are going to win, though. And I don't think I want that. I think I just want the higher draft pick. But, you know, if they win, they win. It is what it is. But I could definitely see them winning this game. Like, I don't see why not. I think this is a game they win. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, let's get on to the NFL spread picks for week number nine. All right, spread pick time. Last week, I went 6-7-2. and two. Should have been positive. The freaking, uh, who was it? The Browns. P.J. Walker. He really screwed me there. The Browns definitely should have won that game. But 6-7-2 and two. on the season. I'm 55-57-3. So right around 500. Got to get there this week, hopefully. First game is a good one. Played in Germany at 9.30 a.m. Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, my philosophy on this game is that the Dolphins have not beaten any good teams this year. The only good team they've beaten is the Chargers. But aside from that, none of the Dolphins' wins have impressed me. And even the Chargers are not that good of a team. I think they're 3-4. and four. So, I'm taking the Chiefs at a minus 2. I gotta see Miami do it first. I mean... Yeah, I'm afraid of the Tyreek Hill revenge game. We'll see if he pops off in this game. But the Chiefs have a very solid defense. They can probably get pressure on Tua. I can see Tua getting sacked a couple times in this game. But then again, Tua gets the ball out very quickly. But then, you know, the Dolphins probably can't push the ball downfield as much as they want to. So I think the Chiefs can win this game. The Chiefs are coming off a loss. I can imagine that, you know, Mahomes probably has a very good record coming off losses. Because they're very few and far between. So give me the Chiefs as a minus two. I'm going to type these out before I forget. KC minus two. For the Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored by six. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of points. Um, Given that's my first reaction, I'm probably going to just stick with Baltimore. I think Baltimore, they definitely should have covered last week, but they didn't recover an onside kick because... You know, why would they? That was another spread I lost because they couldn't recover a freaking onside kick. But anyway, the Ravens have looked good. I mean, their defense looks very good. Their offense is good enough. I mean, sometimes they look a bit off. But I think their offense has looked fine, and now... Gus Edwards is running the ball well, so they have a different dimension to the offense. I'm going to take the uh, Ravens. I kind of fear for Seattle right now. Their offense doesn't look right. Something's up with uh, the Seahawks, and Geno Smith looks pretty off this year. So give me the Ravens minus six. The Rams at the Packers. I hate this game. I'm probably going to take the Packers. They are healthier. It seems like Stafford's probably not going to play. I saw this morning that they elevated a practice squad quarterback, which is probably a bad sign. Um, I just got an alert that the Seahawks elevated 41-year-old offensive tackle Jason Peters from their practice squad. Oh, my God. 41 years old playing tackle is pretty crazy. Um, So I'm probably going to take the Packers here. They look terrible, and Jordan Love is so inconsistent but they have to get it right at some point. It's a home game at Lambeau Field. So you have a warm weather team going to cold Green Bay. I don't even know what the weather is. I'm just assuming it's pretty cold out. So I'll just take the Packers minus three. Why not? Bears at the Saints. Um, give me the Saints. They're a minus eight and a half. But I think Tyson Bajan is terrible. He can't throw a deep ball. And the Saints have a very respectable defense. And I think as long as you have Lattimore on DJ Moore, you take him out the game. The Bears don't have much of a running game. They're starting running back still on IR with Khalil Herbert. So, yeah, I'll take the Saints. The Saints offense is due for a big day, of course. I mean, they looked pretty good last week, actually. I think they put up like 38 points last week. So, yeah, they're, you know, they're rolling right now. So let's just take the Saints minus 8.5, even if I think Derek Carr is the most mid-quarterback of all time. The Bucks are at the Texans. This is interesting. I think the Bucs are a better team. I really do. I'm going to take the Bucs plus two and a half. I think, you know, people love to pick the Texans because, like, you know, C.J. Stroud and uh, D'Amico Ryans, a lot of newness and excitement. But I'm going to take Tampa. They have a solid defense. Um, Stroud didn't look all that great last week. He was fine, but nothing great. Had, like, 180 passing yards. Um, And Tampa, I mean, Tampa's due for a bounce back. They've lost, like, three in a row. So I'll take Tampa plus two and a half on the road. Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, Kirk Cousins out for the year. The Vikings have that rookie starting quarterback who's like 25 years old. But the Falcons are starting Taylor Heineke, and that's all I need to hear. So I will take the Falcons minus four. Sometimes it's a good idea to bet on a team when their backup comes in for the first time because, you know, you get some points that way. But I don't think Minnesota's a good team. I don't. Their defense has looked okay at times this year, but... I think Atlanta, I know Drake London's out too, that sucks, but I I feel like they can run the ball well, and I trust Heineke a lot more than the, you know, freaking backup for the Vikings, so I'll I'll just take the Falcons minus four, the Cardinals are eleven and a half point underdogs at the Cleveland Browns, it's going to be the first career start of, um, the hell is his name, I forget his name now, Clayton Toon, that's the guy, Clayton Toon was like a mid-round draft pick from this past year, he's a rookie. And he's going to play in Cleveland. The Browns have arguably been the best defense in football this year. I mean, they create turnovers at such a high level. So, and Deshaun Watson's back too. Which, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. But yeah, I'll take the Browns. I mean, it's tough. But, I mean, the Cardinals have no offense. They really don't. I just don't trust them at all. Uh, Maybe Clayton Toon looks fine. You know, maybe he does. But I think the, eh, I'm kind of talking myself out of this now. You know what? I guess I'll take Arizona. Yeah, I'll take Arizona. I'm going to talk myself out of it. I'll take Arizona because what if what if Clayton Tune actually looks pretty competent? It's possible. Like, do we expect Will Levis to look great right away? No. So sometimes these things happen. Now, I could see a scenario where Cleveland's defense has two or three touchdowns and this is a blowout, like, you know, the Giants in Week 1 when it was 40 nothing. But still, I will take the Cardinals. Why not? It's a pretty large spread. 11.5, give me the Cardinals. Um, commanders at the Patriots... Um I like New England here. I think with the Commanders trading two of their starters on the defensive line, probably some bad vibes there. It seems like the Patriots have at least figured out some things offensively. They're not a joke anymore. Like, they had that span of two games where they scored like six points against the Cowboys and the Saints like a few weeks back, but... At least now the Patriots offense looks okay, so I expect them to win this game at home. The Commanders are not any good. Ron Rivera could still be fired, you know, midseason at some point this year, so we'll see, but uh, yeah, I'll take the Patriots, minus three, why not? Colts are at the Panthers, Panthers only two and a half point underdogs at home, I kind of like Carolina again, you know, like, I feel like the Colts are a fun team, they play a lot of high scoring games, but... You know, Minshew has turnover issues. I feel like the Panthers play pretty smart football for the most part. You know, I feel like Bryce Young has had some pretty good moments lately. And they're coming off a win, and it's a Frank Reich revenge game. I just realized this. Wow, okay. So, yeah, I'll take Carolina plus two and a half. I can see that happening. So, give me the uh, Panthers there. Cowboys at the Eagles. This is fun. Um, I think I'll take Philly. I feel like when Philly faces these good teams they tend to come out on top. They're just such a good team up and down. I mean, yes, Philly's defense is not what it was last year, but they're still good enough. And I feel like with Dallas, you know, their defense looked great last week, but you can still score on them. I feel like with the loss of Diggs in the uh, secondary, it's a very big loss for them. So with A.J. Brown having like six consecutive 130-yard games And Devontae Smith played well last week. I could see the Eagles offense doing enough in this game to win. So I'll take Philly, minus three, even though Dallas looked good last week. But still, it was the Rams. The Rams have Aaron Donald and a bunch of, like, undrafted free agents on defense. Uh, The Giants, plus two against the Raiders. As I said, I'm taking the Giants, plus two. Um... Of course, I could see the Raiders being hyped up because of the new coach, but I will take the Giants there. They should win that game. Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a good one here on Sunday night. Um, I'm taking the Bengals, minus two and a half. Cincinnati looks very good right now. Something is still off with this Bills team. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but... You know, I think Josh Allen has that shoulder injury. He missed practice Wednesday, but he's playing through it. And we saw last year when Allen hurt his, uh, I think it was his elbow last year. The uh, Bills offense kind of took a step back. So maybe it's a similar thing this year. Maybe they're a bit overhyped right now. The Bengals seem to be turning up at the right time. The Bengals just beat the Niners last week. So give me Cincinnati minus two and a half. The Chargers are at the Jets. Hmm. This is very interesting because... I feel like you can make a pretty good argument for both sides here. Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. The Jets are coming off that disgusting game against the Giants last week where they somehow won. Um, Man, this is tough. It really is. I think I'm going to take – because I know uh, – I guess I'll take the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers minus three-and-a-half I'd rather go down with uh, Herbert than Zach Wilson, so why not? I'll take the Chargers on the road, minus... Three and a half, so that's going to do it. We had, of course, Tennessee-Pittsburgh, and I bet that game in real life, and I actually won. I picked the Steelers because I figured the Will Levis hype was going to be crazy, and Will Levis still looked good. Like the, They only put up, like, what, 16 points in that game. I think it was 2016 Steelers, but Will Levis looked good, so shout out to him. But anyway, that's going to do it for the video. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night for what should be a reaction to a Giants win, but you never know with this team, so I'll talk to you guys next time.